Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith, and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Do you feel like you are appreciated as a father? That was a very difficult time for our family. Divorce was the ultimate failure for me. I did not have a good time. I'm going to have to walk this one off. You're really a great father. So you learned the trick. You learned how to act. <laughs> did you cut your hair? How'd you do it? <laughs> this beautiful makeup. Oh man. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, what time does your phone say? He's a minute late. He is. Oh, that's right. We got to put our phone lights on. All right, so I'll put it in, in my pocket in there. Mike, check. Can you hear me? Why you got your clipboard? Yeah, how about that? This will be the last time I'll be able to sit in front of you with a clipboard. I'm trying to give you room for your damn clipboard. <laughs> you look very handsome. Why, thank you. You look quite uh, delectable yourself. Yeah, I like this color on you. The yes. first guest on the red couch. The red couch. Let me just say this. Thank you for coming and talking about fatherhood. Having been a child that didn't grow up with a father, mm-hmm. I understood and felt the absence of Mm -hmm. not having a father. But I've learned a lot about fatherhood through you, watching you father. When do you think your fatherhood instincts kicked in? From the time I was six years old, I wanted to be a father. Right. I loved how my family was but there were massive critical deficiencies in my father's parenting that I wanted to correct. Okay. By the time I was 10 years old, I remember looking at my father thinking I could do it better than him. 
And what made you think you could do it better? My father had a little bit of a temper. Yeah. And I was a gentle kid. Right. Like, I was not a kid that you had to slap or right. punch or beat. So, you know, growing up in a household where physical aggression, aggression was approved of, that really chafed my hide, that hurt my spirit. What would you say was your father's superpower as a dad? He had a couple of things that were, like, spectacular. The strongest thing is he was a teacher. Every single moment was a teaching moment. Right. He believed that school wasn't the only place you got an education, and school was actually in his way. And his thing was, you can't father from a distance. He wanted his kids beside him while he was doing the thing that he was best in the world at so he could be seen in his best light and he could teach from moment to moment. Got it. Before Daddy-O passed, mm -hmm. you, you did some interviews yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. Some he was cameras. six, so yeah. I, I sent a, a film crew over a few months before he died. And I don't know if you've seen this footage I, yet. I probably haven't. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> You would get me back for the time I was playing footage. I used to buy used ice machines, fix them up like new, and manufacture ice. I got a refrigerated truck. And along the way, I actually bought a building. It was really in serious disrepair. At one point, the whole roof caved in and was just laying in the middle of the floor. It looked like a bomb had actually hit it. The kids were up around 15 and 13, and I said, you know, we had to rebuild this place. And the kids thought, there's no way that we're going to get this done. And I said, yes, if we just lay one perfect brick at a time, we'll have a good foundation, and it'll last. And we started working on that thing in the spring, and it was Christmas Eve. And of course, we, we were running out of money. It started to snow. And we're just cutting little pieces of wood just to try to get the roof closed up. And we got that last board. On the roof. And the kids were so happy. And I said, see, we can accomplish anything we work hard enough to accomplish if we just put our mind to it. And I think that's probably one of the, the best lessons that I've ever taught. And it's true. If you build a good, solid foundation, then it's going to be long-lasting, and you're going to have a much better building. And the building is you. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. You got me, Dink. <laughs> Yeah, that wall, man. Of the lessons that he taught, I think that one's the one that I come back to most in my life. Right. The whole wall was down. And he said, y'all gonna rebuild it. It was impossible. Right. It was utterly impossible. And he was overseeing. He specifically didn't want to touch one brick. Right. Because he knew when we got to the end of it, he needed it to be our wall. Yeah. You saw how emotional it was yeah. with him. That's how he wanted to teach. He didn't want to talk about it. And he specifically wanted you to be at work on things that serve the family. How did that influence you as a man? The big thing is I lost my fear of things that are impossible. Mm, and that's for damn sure. <laughs> I, I can attest to that one. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing's Nothing impossible. impossible. How did that transfer to your fathering of Trey, Jaden, and Willow? The major part was in not beating on them for school, right? I learned that everywhere is school. Mm, yeah. That anything you do, you have to do it well. Getting good grades isn't above cleaning the kitchen. That you have to discipline your mind and excel whatever you do. And all of the lessons 
that you need to teach are everywhere. Yeah. That was the big one and the idea of having to contribute. You have, you have to. have to contribute. Getting things for yourself is cool, but it will never make you as happy and as confident as when you build a wall for your family to eat. That's important because our family's been under the public microscope for a long time. I mm -hmm. think people didn't understand why we both valued that idea. Yeah, the kids going to work. work. People thought we were forcing our kids yeah. to And then work. it was part of education yes. of life for them in so many ways. Absolutely. You know, for Daddy-O, he was an old school, hard, military-minded. Get it done. Get it done. Any means necessary. By any means necessary. There was no quit in him. Yeah. And he was a firm disciplinarian. Right. Uh, he was in the Air Force, so he demanded order. The combination of order and teaching made him a very powerful role model and a psychological force. What he wanted to do is discipline natural reactions into your mind. Mm. So when it got hot, you didn't have to think. think. It's military. Right. It's military. One time he sent me to the store to get some cigarettes for him. Mm -hmm. When we was growing up, you could go get your right. parents' cigarettes. <laughs> you can't, kids can't do that no more. I went up to the corner, Mr. Bryant, and Mr. Bryant said, my father, he, uh, he smoked Tariton Hundreds, and they didn't have them. And Mr. Bryant said, you know, tell your father, I'll hold a carton for them, they come in tomorrow. Oh, cool, they didn't have them. So I started walking home, and my friends were playing. So I just got distracted, and I'll never forget the image. And I turn and I see my father with no shirt on walking up the middle of the street. And I was like, right? right? And I was like, Mr. Bryant said they didn't have them and that he'll hold a carton for you. And he said, when I send you to do something, there's two possibilities. One, you complete the mission, or two, you're dead. And I was like, oh, shoot. He said, when you don't come home, I need to know to grab my gun and come shooting because there was nothing that would keep you from finishing the mission. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you are a very disciplined man yeah, today. Absolutely. Would you say that that was an imperative part of your, what I now consider, man training? It's like everything right. in his life was man training. He didn't separate anything. Right. Eating dinner is the same as war. I know that you were able to really value your father's imperfections yeah, once yeah. he had passed on. Mm -hmm. Well, there's such beautiful qualities that he instilled that are a big part of what made me me. And as the yin to every yang, I watched him beat up my mother. Yeah. So the biggest emotional scar that I have in this lifetime, he delivered that also. He showed me a lot of things that I wanted to do, but he also showed me the things I would absolutely, positively never do to my children. He was so smart. Yeah. And then when he would get angry, he would turn into the dumbest person I've ever met. Right. As a kid, I couldn't understand it, but all of his wisdom disappeared. As he got older, he had, Cancer, amongst, right. amongst other, other things. things. You know. <laughs> right. He smoked from the time he was 11 years old. Right. And he drank from the time he was 12. Right. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. As he got feeble and frail, I could just see the little boy in there. Yeah. Will married Cherie Zampino in 1992 after meeting on the set of the hit sitcom, A Different World. Later that year, they welcomed a beautiful baby boy, Willard III, and decided to call him Trey. I'm teaching my son how to be an actor. Bring around the rosy. Happy birthday, Trey. But not long after Trey's second birthday, they divorced. So Will Smith becomes a father at 24? 24, yeah. <laughs> 
sorry. Okay. It's okay. What was that like, Trey being your firstborn? Your firstborn, yeah. You're bringing um, him home from the hospital. I think that was my first moment of the real weight of parenting. Mm -hmm. And I brought him home, and I remember we put him in the bassinet, and Cherie went to sleep, and it was like stark terror. Yeah. And it was like, I'm totally responsible for this life. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. And I just couldn't stop going and checking. I was like, oh, no. Every, I got to make sure. He's breathing. He's breathing and all of that, you know, all of that yeah. new parenting stuff. But I just cried so hard. Mm. Like, it makes me teary right now. It's you like, cried from, what was the like, feeling? Like, I can't do it. Mm, yeah. Like, I'm not the guy. Yeah. I'm not the guy, you know? And right. it was like, oh, man. Um... I just knew I didn't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Because I'm going to need to get myself together. That's fine. Um, I'm going to have to walk this one off. Go ahead, babe. Um, no, nah, hold on. I'm going to try. I'm going to okay. try. Hold on. Um, it's like in that moment, it was like how much better than me my father was. Wow. Yeah, it was like, whew. It's on me now. Mm. I need a tissue. You need a tissue? Yeah. Okay. Ta-da! Oh, do you see? That's perfect. See, I thought the red couch wouldn't get me like this. The red table always gets you like this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the red couch was safe, but like my parents was in Philly, you know, so they was on their way. And I'm in here with my baby. Yeah. And it was like, you know, my father did this, my father did that when I'm a parent. Yeah. And then I was like, and I'm shaking him to make sure he's breathing. It hit me how fragile parenting is. Yes. 
And just in that moment, I could see all of the spectacular lessons what my father had instilled in me. Mm. And I was like, there's no way. Right. I'm not that good. Wow. But you know how my mind works. I do. You know how my mind works. I got a good night's sleep. (laughs) Game on. Game on. Game on. Right, right. Which was part of Mm -hmm. what your father instilled in you. Yes, absolutely. I want to talk about one interesting concept that you've brought up quite a bit in regards to Trey and divorce Mm -hmm. and, and the idea being that just because a man might not be Oh. The best husband yeah. Doesn't does not mean, mean he's he not can... a good father. Yeah. With Cherie and with Trey, that was a really difficult time. Uh. Love you. Say love you. Love you. Divorce was the worst thing that, like, in my adult life. Yeah. Divorce was the ultimate failure for me. Yeah. I've been hurt a lot in my adult life, but I don't think anything touches the failure of getting divorced from my two-year-old son's mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sheree and I ran into that, you know, if a man's not a great husband, then he loses his parental rights. And I'm a way better father than I am a husband. Mm. In that process, you start fighting for your rights and the kid is in the middle. Yeah. Cherie and I had that for a couple of years, and I called Daddy-O. And because of my experience of seeing Daddy-O punch my mother, I knew that my kids would never see me do anything violent towards their mothers. Right. But in the first couple of years of Trey's life, because Cherie and I were divorced, I think my desire to never have my son see me in that way made me more absent as a father. You wanted to create distance in order yeah, to Yeah, wanted to create enough distance. Violence. No, yeah, we're not no. gonna be cursing. Yeah, we're not gonna right. be we're not gonna be fighting. And I called Daddy O and Daddy O told me, you'll never win if you fight a kid's mother. And I was like, well, what what I'm supposed to do? She don't get to just do that. He was like, surrender. Mm. He said, when he's 13, he's going to come look for you. Right. And then I just kind of backed up a little bit. And it was like, you know, if, if Trey wants to come over, he can come over. But I'm not going to force you to do anything, especially if your mother wants something different. And that was a really difficult time. And then just like Daddy-O said, as soon as Trey... Was ready. Was ready. He came looking for his father. My literal father and best friend doing big things Ooh, in life. Father and best friend. Father and best friend. We That's had a... Core. A lot of parents don't get to hear that. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. One of the things with you and I that worked well is you didn't demand that I do it the way you want to do it. hmm And I didn't demand that you do it the way I wanted you to do it. Right. Now, sometimes we had to just leave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but Cherie and I really struggled Mm -hmm. with each other needing the other person to do it their way. She needed me to father the way she wanted Trey fathered. And I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'm not the parent-teacher meeting throwing baseballs with the kids. And I beat myself up for that for a while, wanting to be that dad. Right. I am the, we're going to build something together for work dad. Right, like your father was Like my father (laughs) was to me, right? I'm always looking for things that we both enjoy doing. When did you come upon that discovery? I think Trey's football solidified it for me. That young Will Trey Smith. We were shooting Karate Kid in Beijing, and it was during Trey's football season. Yep. So it was, 
you know, that was a very difficult time yeah. for our family. And Jaden and I commuted from Beijing every single Friday. Yep. We would fly and land Friday afternoon Ooh, yeah. in L.A., go to Trey's football game. We would stay home for Saturday and then fly back and be at work on Monday morning in Beijing. Yeah, I remember. For 10 weeks. <laughs> yes. I would say that's the high point of my parenting. Right. There's very few things in my life I enjoyed as much as watching that boy play football. And he loved you watching him. And he loved me watching him do it. He could feel my authentic joy to be there, not because I'm his father and I have to. Right, right. Going from the Karate Kid and flying home every weekend to watch Trey play, I was like, I'm fathering the hell out these kids. The Karate Kid experience, I look back today, because I used to be very angry about that experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't have a good time. I did not have a good time. One of the things that I recognize out of that now, when I look at Jaden's work ethic, and I look at, I call it his sage-like drive. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to hunt. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. that's because of you. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that Karate Kid and his experience there was very pivotal in regards to the young man that he is today and how he knows how to build things and how he knows how to get it done. He knows how to suffer. If there is a central lesson that came from Daddy-O that was you can't build anything if you're not willing and even sometimes seeking suffering. And I think that is one of the differences between mothering and father. Yes, uh, right. A mother wants to protect you protect, from suffering. Yes, absolutely. Okay? And a father teaching you how to find your strength. Your strength. In suffering. Through applied suffering. Ooh, baby. People used to say to us all the time, oh my goodness, how do you feel about putting your kids in Hollywood. We were like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're putting them in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. I grew up in Philly and she grew up in Baltimore. <laughs> if these kids can't take Hollywood, a, Hollywood, a couple people writing some bad stuff <laughs> and saying some crap about them, you Man, know. And we got some issues. Yeah. Part of my parenting belief system mm-hmm. is I want them at the edge of the maximum amount of suffering that they can manage. Right. That's where the lessons are. That's where you find your strength. That's where you learn things about yourself. That's that daddy trader. Do you remember the moment with Jaden with the splits? I was there. Right. That moment was when I knew that the bulk of my fathering was done. Yeah. Jaden was doing splits and... Jackie Chan is hardcore and the Master Wu. Yeah, Master, Master Wu. Wu. So Jaden was trying to learn how to do the splits for, for Karate Kid. And so he's in the splits and he can't quite get down into the splits. So he's trying to get it, he's trying to get it, and tears are in his eyes. And Master Wu walks up behind him and steps on his back and pushes him down. Mm-hmm. into the splits and he's holding him and Jaden is crying, he's crying, he's crying. And he gets up, out, he lets him up out of the splits and he comes over and Jada said... I said to him, I said, I went over there. He, <laughs> he was in tears. He was in tears and he's and crying. And I said, are you done? Are you done? Because we we're going to stop we're right gonna now. We're going to stop right now. <laughs> yeah. And he said, no. And he's like, no, mommy. I'm, I'm not do it done. Again. And he turned and he looked at Master Wu and he said, one more time. Yep, I was, I like, was like, oh! Yeah. One more time. I was like, yes! That was a turning point. Daddy-O would have made me do it one more time. No, he decided and on Jayden his own. And Jaden decided on his own with the option of not doing it again. Yep, because I made it very clear. <laughs> I made it very clear. Yeah. We're done. Yes, I was like, 
He has learned the lesson that I learned with the wall. Yeah. That whole experience was very pivotal for Jaden, so. Yeah. Right. Kudos to Kudos, you. Yeah. My superpower um, as a father is teaching. In the moment. In the moment, right, yes. It's teaching, I would say teaching and preaching. Eddie, go, action. Well, I'm gonna tell you a joke. Why didn't the pirate go to the movies? Because it was rated Arr. Baby, say, that's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> Jaden, okay. now look a little disappointed. Okay, I got another one. What did the cup say to the coffee? Oh, you're hot. Say, that was worse than the first one. That was worse than the first one. You don't give my comedy love. Uh-uh, don't put all that on it. She hurt your feelings a little bit. Well, you tell a joke then. Why did the pilot go to the movies? Because there's red R. I'm a teacher and I'm a preacher. Right. There's nothing like on the job parenting. Jaden and Willow, they were homeschooled for a couple of different reasons. One of the critical ones is because. I had learned from the situation with Trey, you can't father from a distance. Yeah. I felt my hands tied in parenting Trey for the, you know, the first eight or nine years of his life. Got it. And my kids being with me mm -hmm. is of a higher value than sitting in a classroom. Yeah. Spending time with me on set or wherever I had to be, but I would be gone for four months at a time. Yeah. And I just feel like, just for me, the nature of my job has me physically and mentally distracted. So I have to make up for that with presence. You have to be with me. We've talked a lot about the boys. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about Willow. Oh, man. Because Where are my tissues My at? belief is, <laughs> I really do believe that Willow... She could just penetrate you in a way. She destroyed all of my belief systems. Yeah. She made you have to fall back on your military oh my, style. Yes. Trey kind of got the most old school daddy-o right. version of me. And then Jaden, I got midway through that. And I started to see that I was hurting him. He's not that dude. Trey actually gets riled up when you lean on him a little bit. Right. And then I tried to put that same lean on Willow and uh, she rejected, rejected it, it thoroughly. Full, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> full rejection. The full rejection of the military mindset. Yeah. I was raised military. I succeeded in the material world following these precepts. Mm -hmm. Discipline, hard work. You write the plan and you die versus not sticking to the plan. It's really simple. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and it was the, 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 the willow with Whip My Hair. We are on the set of my new video, Whip My Hair. Willow was just nine when she dropped her debut single, Whip My Hair, which quickly went double platinum. I whip it real hard. She signed with Jay-Z's record label and announced a multi-city tour with Justin Bieber. Ah, but after a few shows, Willow had different plans. She had committed to these 30 days on with my hair. And we were in Dublin, Ireland, and she did her fourth or fifth show and came off stage and was like, I'm ready to go, Daddy. And she was ready to go home. You know, I was like, well, no, you, you, you can't go home, baby. You committed to 30 days. You can't go home. She kept asking. She was like, Daddy, it doesn't matter how I feel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, baby, it does matter how you feel but you have to finish what you started. And she was like, but I'm, I'm finished. Yeah. It was so devastating to me <laughs> when she shaved her head bald. Really? Well, be because her record is whip my hair. I'm like, that's a protest against me. Whether or not it was, it was a brilliant thing to do right. to come 
off of Whip My Hair being, because it was like a top 10 record. Yeah. Only Michael Jackson had done it younger than yeah. her and blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. And then she just shaved her head bald, right? So I took that as a sign from the gods. <laughs> Thank that you. I was like, this little girl is rejecting what I'm trying to do for her. She doesn't want, want it. it. Right. It's, it's hard. it's strong no. She it didn't just st- tell you no. <laughs> she told me no. She told Jay no. Yeah. She's telling a whole bunch of big dogs she told no. Told Jay-Z no. She was like, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was like she had made music. She, she did it. She had enjoyed it. And she was finished. She retired. She retired. <laughs> and nobody was going to change it. Was going to change that. And she wasn't hard with it. She was crying. She was scared. Mm-hmm. But what she wasn't going to do was do something she didn't want to do. Yeah. It was pretty gangster. It was really gangster. Yeah. She was like, I'm done. And then rebuilt her career and the re- way she, she wanted. wanted. Exactly. Watching that process. Watching that. Yep, absolutely. That was like, wow. Yeah. I saw how much... I was making and forcing and pushing the things that I wanted. And in that moment, I just saw it was starting to hurt her. My desire for her was overriding her Her desire desire for for her. her. Yeah, right? And I had a real epiphany on that and how bad a person will hate you if you keep forcing your wishes onto their life. So true. And I like stopped in the middle of it before I broke broke her. Right. And I was like, baby, I think I understand. I got it. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters— I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. You know, she introduced me. It feels so weird when I say this. She introduced me to feelings. Yeah. Because I don't care how I feel. Right. So if I don't care how I feel, I damn sure don't care how you feel. Right. We got to achieve the mission. We need a number one record. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And 
I would say that whip my hair thing put a pause button on my overt parenting. Yeah. I stopped and I just started watching my kids. And with Willow, I started to see there was a higher value in talking to her about how she feels about the situation versus how to fix the situation. Right. And it became the, the new thought process for me. It's like, oh my God. Like, daddy don't never cared how I felt. It wasn't about how I felt. Mm -hmm. We gotta win. Right. I remember it happened with Willow, then it happened with Trey. With Trey, Trey got yeah. all, all these colleges wanted Trey to come play football. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm not doing it. And we were like, <clears throat> Right. But I then like, cut, you know. I made that sound a dog makes <laughs> when you step on his foot. <laughs> right. <laughs> you had to just go, hey, this is, this is what he wants. Yeah. So when do you think it happened for Jaden when you really had to let go? With Jaden, it was after Earth. That was a big one. After Earth was so painful because after Earth was my first test run of caring about how the kids were feeling from moment to moment versus accomplishing. Right. And you know how I make movies. I do. It's 24 hours a day, seven days, days a, a week. Days a week. Mm -hmm. Until it's finished. Yep. And what I decided on After Earth was I'm not going to have a single moment where I push him or pound on him. I was going to be a loving father. And then the movie didn't work. Right. And I was like, that's what happens when you give a damn how people feel. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win. It's like you can't, you either, <laughs> you either have a beautiful, loving relationship or you succeed in the world. How old was Jaden then? Was he four uh, 14, I think, yeah. yeah. So it was like the first test run of paying attention to people's feelings uh -huh. ended up in a movie that didn't work at the box office. Right. I was furious. I remember. Because I know how to win. Right. If everybody just do what I say, we're going to win. Right. <laughs> Worried about y'all feelings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but, you know, I, I, I knew, I knew to, to back up, the kids aren't ours. They are not. They're not ours. They are their own people. And I just completely let go of my needs and my desires for their lives. And I started shifting into what I call the gardener flower concept of fathering. Yeah. The seed already is what God designed it to be. Right. The gardener is not trying to make the seed become what the gardener wants. Right. The gardener wants to create an environment where the seed can become what it wants to be. Be, absolutely. Where I'm going to provide nourishment and I'm going to provide support, but I am not going to preconceive what you need to be. There is a real arrogance in that. Real talk. And it's like letting go of my picture of what I wanted them to be. Yeah. And allowing them to lead. For me, that's really all you can do for your kids. Absolutely. That's all you can do. They're going to have to figure it out for themselves. When but they're there's, in the inevitable pits when of life. Yeah, you know, and just to have something that they can come back to where they know it's not impossible. When I think about your father's fathering of you mm -hmm. and then this journey of your fathering, mm -hmm. how you are breaking your familial cycle mm -hmm and allowing it to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Through your yeah. parenting. Absolutely. Do you see that? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like, I love uh, doing a lot of things. Yeah. I love being an actor. I love putting stuff out in the world. I love husband and wife relating. Right. But parenting, there's something really rewarding and challenging about delivering human beings. To the world. To the world. And to themselves. Yeah. How do you think <laughs> we can help fathers feel better about their fathering? 
I think there are a couple of cultural roadblocks to fathering. Mm. In the black community mm -hmm. specifically, fathering has been somewhat uh, assaulted and there have been historical Absolutely. and systemic hurdles to uh, African-American fatherhood. Yeah. And attempts to dismantle it Mm, yeah. uh, systemically, yeah. there's a touchy area to talk about, and I'm not relinquishing the responsibility. Let me say first and foremost, if you have kids, take care of your kids, do whatever you have to do as a man to father your children. Right. Now, with that said, there's a necessity that mothers make room for fathers. Mothers have the kids. They're yours. <laughs> They're yours. I, it's, it's hard. I can't yeah. get them from you. Yep. You know. You own that. Okay, you, you, you own, own them. It. Those are your kids. Yep. They came from your body. They're yours. Right. I can't father if you don't make room for me and you don't support me. That's true. And you have to make room for me in my imperfections. You can't say you're going to make room for me if I get perfect. Because I'm not perfect and I'm not going to get perfect. And never will be. That's right. right. And I've had both situations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it feels very true for me that motherhood is the doorway to successful fatherhood. That's important. There has to be a partnership. Yeah. The mother has to value fatherhood. Yeah. So it is Father's Day, and your kids have a few words for you. Loving father, happy Father's Day, my guy. I love you beyond life. I am truly thankful for our relationship. The first time going into a swimming pool. Every step of the way, the journey has been magnificent. I wouldn't change anything. I'm so thankful for you, for your teachings, for your wisdom, your heart. I'm truly, truly appreciative of you and that the divine chose me to be your son. I love you, I honor you. Big love to you, Father. Dad, it's me, Jaden. This is me officially giving you the Best Dad of All Time award. I mean it, it's real. I might not have the award physically <laughs> here with me, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. I love you. Happy Father's Day. You're the best dad of all time. Thank you for creating a world that we can flourish in. Love your son, Jaden. Rock and roll lives and rainbows are real. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Daddy. I love you so much. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's beautiful makeup. How you doing, Bean? Good. Okay. Don't crash. I won't crash, Daddy. Okay. I got it. I am infinitely grateful for all of the love, support, and wisdom that you have given and continue to give to me throughout my life. You're amazing. We appreciate you, and I just want to say thank you for everything. Aww. I do, Will. No, really, because you're, you, you know, you're really a great father. Aww. Baby. <laughs> Thank you, baby. It's really, you know, uh, even as the kids are older, you know, and you've been such a great partner. Mm. I really appreciate the parenting partnership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, I think there's like, there's no rules. Everybody wants rules. There isn't. It's more, it's more art. Yes. Than it is science. Science, yeah. You know, and, you know, I love what we painting. Love what we painting. It hasn't been easy, but. Oh, no. It's definitely been worth it. It really has. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, baby. Yeah. Gam said it was great, Dan. Gam's always going to say anything you do is amazing. <laughs> 
She thought it was special, though. Damn. I feel like that's going to be like one of the best table talks. See? It was really impactful. See? That's how mother-in-laws do. Especially that one, yes. <laughs> To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtabletalk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.